So, Radar, this Daisy, she's pretty fast. She can learn. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. <laughs> and uh, we apologize if we don't seem quite as put together this week as normal. Among other things, uh, we are actually recording the episodes that we watched last week, this week. So we're a week removed from that. And it's the day after uh, Gloria's brother's wedding. So we're a little hungover. Well, you are. <laughs> I'm hyped up on caffeine because I was driving home. So. But it's actually a good episode for this to happen. It really is. Because this episode <laughs> number 23 is Dr. Winchester and Mr. Hyde. And yeah. we'll explain why in a minute. But Yeah, so season 6, episode 23, Dr. Winchester and Mr. Hyde. Do you want to give a... I'll give a quick uh, overview. Synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well... There, it start, begins in OR. Oh, tons of work, tons of patients. Um, Winchester is going from patient to patient. He's kind of losing it. Like, feels like he has to pass out because he's exhausted. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, Winchester, get it together. Come on, come on. You have to learn to sleep while you're off. Mm -hmm. And um, he's not. He's giving talks. He's doing... Uh, well, yeah, other stuff. And Potter makes a comment after that session right um you think that four hours of shut-eye and a cup of coffee makes up for eight hours of sleep right and so he's exhausted and mm -hmm. his body's showing it at the same time in or radar was being picked on by a bunch of marines that were just shot up because they kind of were calling him puny and mm -hmm. you know little and saying that he could never be a marine because he had mentioned oh i I was thinking of joining the Marines, and you? they just all laughed. <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So he found a way. The Marines race a mouse all the time, and Radar has what he called the fastest mouse. Well, he wasn't really sure, but he bragged to them <laughs> that he was. So um, between Winchester taking pills to get his pep up and Radar's running mouse, that that's kind of what this episode is about yeah and and the two plot lines collide at the end when uh charles who has been making exorbitant bets on the mouse decides that he better do something to help daisy radar's mouse win when he gives her what what was he taking amphetamines yeah amphetamines so amphetamines. he called them pep pills or talking to Klinger in uh, like the dispensary or the lab what you might call Bennies or uppers, uppers. well the, and that's kind of how we got the idea because mm -hmm. Klinger came in exhausted because he has guard duty besides the OR and besides Probably his office KP. work and, yeah KP and <laughs> no he's like Klinger. don't you have something that you can give me I need to get my pep up and he was telling Klinger, yes, I have something. There's there's these wonderful pills, but you're not sophisticated enough to take them. It is my considered medical opinion that you, you can't. someone of your genetic predisposition, <laughs> couldn't handle these. Oh, Klinger. 
it's a good thing I was here to advise you on these. So, with that being said, and thinking that he can get through anything, he began taking the pills. Yeah. Um, and they did give him the pep that he needed and mm -hmm. the stamina to get through the day and the... But then, um, he had to keep using them and then at the end of the episode, uh, we see it finally impact his system. And he went through withdrawals, which is shaking and just overall uncomfortableness. His blood pressure was something like 160 over 100, 160 over 100. In his sleep, he was whirling like a, he was whirling like a dervish. He was depressed. He was, you know, basically sobbing, but he didn't know why. He felt short of breath. You know, um, all the typical, it just goes it, to show that anyone, dependency. anyone yeah. can have addictions. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are or what you do. And Any one of us can have. Yeah, and BJ and Hawkeye comment on that, you know, um, I think. Let's help you out. BJ um, mentioned to Hawkeye as they had Charles laying on his bunk and he was just, he kept flipping and flopping and he was kind of asleep. Um, in a restless way and BJ said you know he's been lagging you don't suppose that he took something oh Charles taking pills alright mm -hmm. I'll be going home now thank you very much I've seen everything <laughs> and they open up his footlocker and it's just there. a mess well now I know something's wrong with him and that's when they, they pull out him. yeah the bottle of pills and Charles wakes up or uh, comes to and gets up and snatches the bottle out of their hands and he tries to defend himself and BJ grabs his shaving mirror and says look at yourself look at your patient doctor look at the state he's in because he just kind of let himself go it was well I don't think he had much of a choice the amphetamines were having that effect on him right you know just like like um like a methamphetamine would have on somebody I would guess based on watching Breaking Bad. I don't have I personal know. experience, but... I've never seen Breaking Bad, so... Oh, good show. Um, uh, but yeah, just... You could tell that something was going on, that he had some sort of dependency. He was not normal Charles. And Radar, on the other hand, did not like getting laughed at. And and you know this about Radar, because mm -hmm. in early ep earlier episode, he really wanted a tattoo like a big guy. Mm -hmm. Like, Radar wants to be one of the big guys. I really wish that I could go out and drink and tell lies to, you know, strange women and throw up all night and then Come stumble back. into the bunk at night like all the other guys do. I really wish I could do that. But they start, you know, talking about the girls and I... I get sleepy. <laughs> so, yeah, Radar just wants to be the Marine type. He's not, never will be, mm. but he had his mouse, Daisy. Mm -hmm. And she was fast. She turned out to be, well, we don't really know. We don't know. If she would have been a winner. Yeah. Um, he put her through practices and stuff, and I think she would have won on her own, mm -hmm. but Winchester just decided he was going to intervene, and he gave the daisy some of his amphetamines yeah and you know radar comes in and he's saying hey i know you guys aren't animal doctors but there's something wrong with daisy i mean first first she climbs the walls of her cage and then she shadow boxes and then she runs in circles and 
then she starts over again. And I think it was BJ who said, sounds like somebody else has been taking some of your pills, Charles. And Radar said, is that true, sir? Did you give my mouse pills? And (laughs) Charles said something to the effect of, it's okay, I gave her a mouse portion. And Radar... I don't care what you did. You don't give my mouse anything without asking me first. I I know that you're a sir, sir, but But if you ever do that again... Yeah, I know you're a sir, sir. (laughs) There'll be something to be said about it. Boy! Uh And he starts off. It's cute when Radar gets in a huff. (laughs) It's so cute. So cute. Oh, Radar. Um, So... you know, that's mostly the episode. Um, yeah, there wasn't too much. It's not like one of those where you don't know where to follow because it's just a cute, it, like you said, cute because Radar. Uh, it, it was a nice episode, but it also, it, it showed what it's like. You know, how fast something can happen. Dependency is. Yeah. It can happen so quickly. And, you know, it at first it seemed to everybody that um, Charles was had finally adapted because... Um, the day after he started taking the amphetamines, he came into OR, he was ready to go, he was going faster than normal, he wasn't fatigued, uh, later on, he presented Potter with a finished paper for the AMA, it was six pages, um, or he said he was gonna write that, and then he asked Hawkeye to proofread it for him, and Hawkeye's like, it's just one big sentence! (laughs) Um, So he he wasn't doing anything efficiently, but he was getting everything done in a way mm-hmm. um he at some point he entered uh the swamp whistling uh after all of this and hawkeye commented where are the other seven dwarves <laughs> because he's uh whistling whistle while you work and then he starts just folding the towels not like Charles normally would, but he needed well, yeah, something to do. Yeah, sloppily folding. Yes, he had to continue to keep... Mm-hmm. He didn't do it nicely. Mm-mm. Not in the exacting Charles manner that you would expect. I mean, it wasn't horrible. It's not like everything was... Right. <laughs> ...out of alignment, but it definitely was not what I would expect out of Charles. Um, so you could kind of tell. It's like, if that's him adjusting, he's more adjusted than anyone but it just wasn't it was him yeah I'm adjusting yeah <laughs> and then like the day after Charles crashes uh, this is the the post commercial scene we see Hawkeye well Charles comes in for breakfast gets stuff and then goes and sits by himself and the night before um, he had said I'm so ashamed I've never been this ashamed in my life now if you'll excuse me gentlemen I need to leave where are you going? To throw up. And then he walks out. Then we come into this scene, and Hawkeye is going over to talk to Charles to try and comfort him and tell him it's okay. It's okay. We, you know, it happens. We all fall we off the... Yeah. And Charles says, please, if I needed any help, I would... You know, it's something to the effect of, I would go to somebody more on my level. <laughs> so... He felt bad, but not so bad that he was going to lower himself to BJ or Honeycutt. I wonder where I... I'm sorry, Hawkeye. (laughs) You mentioned the same person twice. 
But yeah, then Hawkeye goes back over to BJ. BJ asks, how is he? Back to normal. Back, yeah. So. So, quick, quick episode. It moved fast. It moved fast. Both of these did. I think this whole season. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, the next one, episode 24 of season six, Major Topper. Uh, the the major topper, if you think of it this way, basically everybody or BJ Hawkeye and Charles are having this thing where they're trying to top each other's stories. So that's kind of where it's coming from, I think, in terms of Charles is always going to top all their stories. But then also, you get um, this clingers. Yeah, Klinger's new bunkmate, um, Corporal Boots Miller. Oh, and I have Bruce. It was Boots? Boots. Well, Boots. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he is topping all of Klinger's shenanigans to the point where on one occasion early on in the episode, Klinger makes a comment, Hey, stop working my side of the street. <laughs> There's only room for one of us. Yeah. And... Uh, We'll, we'll talk more about all the shenanigans that Boots does, but that's basically what was going on here is everybody was everybody involved in the episode was trying to top their counterpart. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry, going back, episode 23, Dr. Winchester and Mr. Hyde, uh, guest stars. Oh. We, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Uh, I told you it'd be a little off this week. <laughs> Chris Murney as Remy. Joe... Tomatore as Sergeant Salida, Ron Max as Grish, Ron Gist as Chalk, uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara in Post Op, Gwen Farrell in the Mess Tent, and Joanne Thompson at the Mouse Race. The production code was Y122. The writers are credited on uh, MASH Wiki as Ken Levine, David Isaacs, and Ronnie Graham. Director was Charles S. Dubin, and the original air date was February 27th, 1978. Back to Major Topper. Um, I thought it was interesting because we went to episode 23 where they had the amphetamines and they had the drugs to episode 24 where they ran out of morphine. Yeah. And so they didn't have any drugs to give the men. Mm-hmm. And they had to, they made sugar pills. Yeah. Yeah. They they gave morphine to one guy and he almost died from a, what they called a thermogenic reaction, I believe. So, like. I, Something was tainted in it. Yeah. But, you know, thermogenic, that means like. Heat? He almost, thermobeaming heat. So. It made his system go into overload, and he got really hot, and... I mean, he was going into a seizure. You know, like, they stuck a tongue depressor wrapped with something into his mouth, in it theory. It made me wonder how they knew that right Keep away. His... Like, you know, it's yeah. not something you would see often. I know it's no. a show. It's a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like... In, in any other show, oh, you have a PhD in some sort of science, so you're a a, a, no. an expert in science right no <laughs> you ask if you ask an astrophysicist about the brain they're not going to know that much offhand it just doesn't work that way so yeah they might have had to somebody might have known but it that was interesting um but because 
obviously somebody had a reaction to the morphine. Charles said, let's not throw out the whole batch because of one reaction. But then all the other doctors basically said, look, I'm not willing to risk another person having the same reaction and possibly dying. Right. Do you want that on your conscience, the, uh, a, a death? Mm -hmm. So they got rid of the whole batch, but they had a lot of bad uh, injuries in post-op, and the guys were in a lot of pain. So then Colonel Potter says, all right, close the door radar. What we say in this room doesn't leave. And they had the senior staff and radar, so, uh, and Father Mulcahy. So Margaret, Charles, B.J. Hawkeye. I just Father Hawkeye. Mulcahy as senior staff, I think. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I guess when I think senior staff, I think senior surgical staff. Oh, okay. So that's why I qualified. But um, Colonel Potter starts telling them about uh, back home Dr. Shoemaker. Dr. Let's see if I have a better. I have it written here and I can't remember what I meant by some of my. Like we said, notations. we did watch this last <laughs> week. Yeah. Doctor, I think it is Dr. Schumacher, Schumacher, Schumacher. Anyway, um, back home in Hannibal Mo, uh, Colonel Potter's aunt was in pain, and the doctor came over, gave her two pills, and within a half hour, she was feeling fine up and making a pie. He'd given her placebos, sugar pills. And, uh... That's what they decided to do, was to... Because it's all they had. They had mm -hmm. to, but they had to sell it. Yeah, really sell it. So this doesn't leave this room. And Charles is just being... Um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a non... Like, a, a term that doesn't use a woman's name, but like a negative Nancy, a Debbie Downer. <laughs> That's what he was being the whole time. And it's like, well, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it works. And he's like, no, you have to sell it. You have to go in there and believe what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yeah. Or it won't work. Yeah. Um, so the the captains go into the lab and start making up these sugar pills. And uh, mm -hmm. Father Mulcahy, he might not have been in that meeting because he comes in. No, because he came in and they explained to him what, yeah, half, I what heard, they were doing. I heard that you were doing this. and Right. And they're like, I'm sorry, we're kind of treading on your territory here, Father. Faith. What, what do you mean? These boys will be taking it on faith. Ah, faith. The evidence of things unseen. Mm. So, uh, he was totally in on this because that's his, he's, that's like his side of the street, I guess. That's kind of. <laughs> um, but it works in almost 50% of the patients they had. It worked. It relieved their pain, and for those that it didn't, they applied ice packs and gave them sleeping pills, and that got them through the night because they couldn't get more morphine till the next day. Till the next day, and they had to run around and find that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, on the other side, in the on the B plot, we have Klinger and Boots Miller. Well, right away, um, we see Klinger and the Corporal Boots Miller on the serving line and um, immediately Boots picks up his ladle and goes oh yeah and starts treating it like a microphone a microphone and then he's interviewing um, the doctors and he's interviewing the 
colonel who makes a comment about uh like he boots asks him what are you doing here sonny i'm your commanding officer okay. corporal and i uh bust wiseacres like you as some of the gravy drips under the colonel's hand and uh then he tries to interview margaret coming into the tent and here's a young boy with the peach fuzz fresh on his face how are you doing sonny <laughs> Why is this man trying to interview me with a ladle? Klinger <laughs> uh, tries to say something and then Boots goes, and now, a musical interlude from, what was it, Mary Clooney? Come on to my house! Come on to my Rose house, Mary come on to my house! Clooney. Rosemary Clooney. <gasps> gonna give you candy! And he's singing into the ladle. And, and dancing already. Yeah, dances <laughs> out of the mess tent, which comes up later. And yet uh, the stories keep getting bigger and bigger oh from other people's big belly gusts beat his oh, own record. The the C or like the parallel B plot or the C plot with BJ Hawkeye and, and Winchester. Winchester who are trying to compare like yeah um, the big stories like yeah. their live stories and they no matter what one would say Winchester's always had a better story. Yeah. BJ and Hawkeye would try and compare stories about the biggest drinker that they had seen, and then Winchester had one about his gardener at uh, his sister's wedding, maybe? Oh. Which is an anachronism, by the way, because this is like the second time out of five that she's been married for the first time. Um, where the gardener had drank all the bubbly and was setting up his own little private um, bowling tournament with the empties. Um, the the final one he pulls out is my favorite, which apparently could have happened. Rapper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one too. Um, but yeah, I can't remember all of the ones he comes up with. But that's the other big one. He tells Ooh. everyone. Well, another one that I really liked was about surgery, where they BJ and Hawkeye had these stories about doing surgery. Uh, there was one where I think Charles was okay, I'm gonna not I'm gonna try not to confuse episodes uh, the one that Charles I know related was about a doctor who performed surgery with using no anesthesia he put the patient to sleep using hypnosis and you know clearly BJ and Hawkeye were in a bit of disbelief and Charles said, you can look it up. It's in the main medical register. It's all there. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you know, he, he kept saying, it's all true. You can find evidence. and Probably could. But, you know, they're halfway across the world. It's not like they're going to be able to look so great. You tell us that there's evidence. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay, Boots and Klinger. They go on guard duty. Huh. Klinger comes out to relieve Boots. And Boots is walking around a little suspicious. And he tells Klinger, shush, you can hear him. Hear what? Enemy gliders overhead. Or planes overhead. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Of course not, they're gliders. They've been circling for the last half hour. Okay, sure. There they are. And yeah, he unloads the clip in his rifle into the air. And everyone runs out of the tent to see what's up. I, I, I would have died under one. my... Yeah. <laughs> right? And then he's saying how he got one, and Klinger says, it's just a backfire. 
everyone can go back into their tents. Um, Except then, Potter. He did tell Potter. Yeah. Later, Boots comes back into camp, his gun at the ready, apparently pointed at the back of two prisoners he caught. <laughs> we don't see anything. But he tells Klinger and Potter, two prisoners here, cor uh, Colonel, ready for interrogation. And Potter almost gets Boots to hand the rifle over to Klinger, at which point apparently the prisoner is bolted because Boots whips around and starts firing at them and chases after them. And Colonel Potter says, Klinger, as soon as he runs out of ammunition, bulldog him. I'll be in my office filling out the paperwork to send him home. Klinger says, Colonel, as long as you're filling out one set of Section 8 forms, why not another? And they both hit the dirt again. Uh, the last, going back to the Winchester storyline, the last tall tale there. Hawkeye and BJ were talking about their favorite like hot dates that they had ever been on or the the most attractive women that they had crushes on well winchester goes i really hate to do this but do you know Audrey hepburn <laughs> the star not only do i not okay we're calling you on this one charles yeah we don't believe you cause... there's no way she would date you nevertheless look at you i didn't date her we had dinner we had dinner yeah okay <laughs> so he takes out his wallet takes out a picture and it's him and Audrey Hepburn hands it over to dinner. Hawkeye and Hawkeye immediately stops laughing and BJ's like what what is it I I can't say it it's Charles having dinner with Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn it's a fake it's not a fake when will you cretins realize <laughs> He's Your so fantasies cannot keep up with my, my reality. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that shows you, BJ says to him. Uh, the post-commercial uh, post scene. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> is apparently months later, uh, Potter gets a package from Boots Miller. And it's a sock because Boots kept... Uh, playing with Mr. Sock. His holy sock that he had on his foot. Yeah. And he made it talk. Yeah. You know, like the Sherry Lammy thing. Sherry Lewis and Lammy. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, old. I mean, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, like, you, you make. She, she Gloria's does, making. She a, a little sock. Yes. She's I'm making... talking with her hand. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all know what you're saying, though. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, they get one of these with, like, yarn hair and all this and um the letter from boots says basically that he made it he's working for the oh what's the no name he invented it? it didn't he the sock puppet and... yeah but he's working for a company the novelite toy company and this the sock sold like hundreds of thousands of units now he's working on a new toy for the company enemy glider which he's basically reproduced from memory but could the colonel send him pictures 
of the ones the one that he shot, shot down. Because <laughs> Klinger is going, this guy's a millionaire. He knew how to do it. He's working. He's doing good. Boots was a fake. We sold but, hundreds of thousands of units of these. Rich fake. But then to come to find out that he really believes his stories <laughs> that he shot down gliders. <laughs> so the guy's nuts. Oh, man. So that's that's the episode. Um, you know, just tall tales. They could have called it tall tales, and that would have that aptly described it as well. Major Topper works. Mm. It's it's a really great episode. Um, really, I think there were very few duds in this season. I do too. It's a great season. You know, and again, you look at this, and this season we are now on the downhill slope of the series. This season marked the middle point of it. You know, Comrades in Arms was literally straddled the middle of the series. I don't think they could have done that intentionally. You have no idea how long a series is going to run. Right. But when we start uh, Season 7 next week, that is the the bottom half of the series. Oh, okay. You know, and as far as a, a, a middle season goes of a series, this is great. Oh, yes. I, it's a good thing that Frank left, though, because yeah. uh, these scenes would not have worked with Frank. No. I'm, I think he really did leave at a good time mm -hmm. for his character. Yeah, because some of these episodes, I think, were written with Frank in mind. That's okay. why you still have that sexual tension between Margaret and Winchester. Because if you replace Winchester with Frank and make yes. a few tweaks... It would work. It would work for Frank, but... Um, yeah, Frank uh, Larry Linville left at the right time. Uh, rest in peace. But uh, it brought in Charles, and I think he's, I think he did a great job. Right, he fits right in with he the. Does. He does, and he plays his character so well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, a few things worth mentioning about this episode. Let's see here. Uh, one thing with Audrey Hepburn. I read this and it doesn't make it an anachronism but at the time when MASH would have been taking place which apparently we can really pin down because uh, the let's see here where is it during the last episode during the last episode uh, the the guy in the lab was reading Catcher in the Rye. No, it was in this episode. He was reading Catcher in the Rye, which didn't come out until uh, 1951, I want to say. Yeah, it says it. Where? I'm missing Perfectly it. Perfectly because November 1951, she played the leading role. Oh, that was... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know that... Uh, where is it? Colonel Potter is sending a letter to his sister for her birthday, which is around Valentine's Day, and it's four months away. Um, so we can pinpoint pretty accurately where in time this episode should be taking place. Audrey Hepburn wouldn't have been a movie star when this episode had to have taken place. Uh, it has to be set after November 1951 uh, which is plausible 
not an anachronism. However, she could have been known as a new Broadway star because she played the leading role in the Broadway play Gigi. And it being such a cultural, a, a dearth of cultural anything That's over right. there, they probably devoured any sort of entertainment news they got, including possibly Broadway reviews. So they might have known about her. They might have seen pictures of her. So it's very possible for Charles to have eaten dinner with her and right. for them to know who she was. Um, Winchester refers to having been in his sister's wedding just one episode before. He said that his sister ran off and married a farmer and the family ostracized <laughs> her. If they ostracized her, he would not have attended her wedding. Furthermore, in a later episode, season eight, Bottle Fatigue, his sister is unmarried and about to marry an Seven. Italian. So again, like I said, this is one of a number of times Honoria got married for the first time. Um, Hamilton, who played Boots Miller, would appear in another episode of the series. In season 11's The Moon Is Not Blue. Uh, he was also in a lot of other shows. Lots of actors played Patience in post-op in this episode. Uh, and I guess you can kind of whittle down who's who by process of elimination. The MASH Wikia that I use has it done. Uh, so obviously we have Hamilton Camp as Boots Miller, Andrew Block as Saxton, who... I think they were the Marines. Was oh, BJ's no, was patient. No, that was the yeah, previous. That was the previous. Yeah. Donald Blackwell as Graham. Graham would have been the patient Father Mulcahy was attending oh, to. Okay. Peter Zapp as Rifkin, and uh, that is who Potter was working with, who bit his fingers because the patient couldn't take pills, so Potter pinched his nose and... Shoved him in. And the guy clamped shut. <laughs> well, you'll be out of pain soon. I wish I could say the same. You just bit my thumb. <laughs> Uh, we have Paul Linky as Collins. Hawkeye's patient is Collins. And John Kirby as Duncan. He must be Winchester's patient. And then we have Michael Mann as Sergeant Glassberg. We have uncredited appearances by Gwen Farrell and Kelly Nakahara. The episode production code was Y123. The writer was Alan Freeman. The director was Charles S. Dubin, and the original air date was March 27, 1978. Great. Yeah. Good week. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed listening to us this week, or, you know, last week or next week, <laughs> depending on which order you listen to these in, hello future people. Um... My favorite podcast uses that line, so I'm, so I'm going to use it. Okay. Um, if you enjoy listening to this episode or other episodes and you want to catch more of our episodes, you can head over to narclaninc.com, N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast section of the site, the Whiskey and Mash page, and all of the MP3s of our recordings are there on the site. Uh, so you can either download or stream those right off of that webpage. Otherwise, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Just search for Whiskey and Mash, subscribe, and then you'll get all the new episodes downloaded automatically to your device. Otherwise, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. If you want to connect with us, 
Also on that Whiskey and Mash podcast page on our website, you can find a link to our Facebook page. You can follow us there. Every week when I post a new episode, I post a little synopsis there so that you know it's up. And just follow the page. You can message us there. Let us know what you think of the episode. Or you can email us directly. There should be an email link on the website. should be working. Uh, if you've emailed us using that and it doesn't work, please Facebook message us so that we know that it's not working. And then I'll fix that because I'm also the webmaster for the podcast. Hi. He does it all. I do what I can. <sighs> and if you want to support the show, if you think that this show is good enough to give some support to... The best way you can support this podcast is by sharing it. You know, share with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a friend, somebody you think would enjoy listening to us blather on for 30 or 40 minutes and talk about MASH. We think it's a really great show. We encourage you to watch it if you can find a place to watch it. Uh, certainly you can get the episodes or the seasons off of Amazon. They've got to still be out there. Uh, they did exist in a box collection. I think you can still find that. The Mash Martinis and Medicine collection collects all the episodes of all the seasons plus specials. Really great collection. I have all those individually. It's a great show. That's why we decided to right. talk about it every week. Hope you're enjoying us. Yeah. Well, you are if you're listening. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, that's all I have. That's it for me. Okay. Have a so, great week. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. We'll see you next time. That works. Yeah, this um, season really is probably my favorite so far. Yeah, no, definitely. I really enjoyed it. And it's only going to get better. I mean, the, the only downside is that fact that we do start to see Hawkeye get a lot more preachy, but I don't care. That's part of what Alan Alda does. Right, it's who his character <laughs> is, so it's just him saying in character. It is. He's preaching. Yeah. Ah. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye.